This morning on the third hour of today, the Final Four. Another epic weekend in the NFL playoffs featuring historic wins, heartbreaking losses, and famous fans. We're live with a roundup of all the action. Then, how about a fair deal? Why 2024 could be the year to plan a spring break trip or summer getaway and the best time to buy that plane ticket. Plus, our consumer confidential. We're locking up our phones. How to protect your information, your passwords, and is your Wi-Fi as secure as you think? And in Start Today, low impact, high energy, celebrity trainer Kara Leota is live helping us work up a sweat. Today, Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today on this Monday morning. I'm Chanel here with Al and Craig. Dylan will be back tomorrow. She's yep. really had a wonderful trip. Oh, my gosh. Hey, golf junket. <laughs> I'm sure Boondoggle. She, yeah. she'll tell us all about it when she gets back. I still haven't heard how she did, though. I think the fact that we haven't heard, I think oh, we know how no. she did. Yeah, well, you, if you look on her Instagram, she, she's doing quite well. Yeah. Oh. Okay, uh, so, so it's okay. How was your right. week? Yeah. Hey, you know, it was good. It was uh, sort of bittersweet. Well, more sweet than bitter, actually. Oh, <laughs> your, your video on social was well, funny. Well, we took, we took Nick uh, back to college after a five-week... Uh, <laughs> Look at your smile. Yeah. Oh, we're all, everybody's happy. We're all, it was, it was too long, but it you was, look a little too happy. He had a good time and we dropped him off at his dorm and then uh, we got in the car and uh, it was the no, most they were wonderful like, time of the year. What did Al Roker Sr. used to say? <laughs> Can't miss you if you don't leave. So, uh, and then uh, we had uh, uh, a little, little, little sky. Uh, my, my, oh, Courtney oh. sent me a new picture of her and, uh, She's just, yeah, and she looks cheeks. just like her mom at this age. It's just un- unbelievable. Look at that. Her little cheeks. face. Yeah. You know when they start looking like a, ba- you know, they're newbornish, yeah. and then they start getting their like a face, yeah. like a real face, <laughs> like a real person. Exactly. And and uh, start today. You know our start today challenge yeah. is a uh, hundred miles uh, for the month of, of January. So over the weekend, I I broke a hundred miles. What? And uh, I started January first. Okay. Uh, so it's actually going to go. We started. On, I think it was January 8th, okay. officially. Are you walking every day? Yeah, I'm trying to walk every day. And so it's not too late to join in on the 100-mile challenge. You just go to today.com slash start today. Sign up for the newsletter, start today newsletter. You can get started on your own 100-mile walking challenge. Good for Do you. It. Yeah. Proud of That's you. a full weekend. Thank you. Think it's about a- it. A year ago, you couldn't even move. <laughs> could barely walk. <laughs> What is, what is in here? How about what you? Do you have to share. I, I, I love this. Oh, you know, I, I told you about my new hobby. Yes. I'm, are you? So you're really doing I'm this? Doing this doing man it. is making candles. Like I'm, he's like, so, you really are. I am. Look at I, that. I poured a batch this weekend. Not a batch. I did. I poured a batch. Um, I did four on sat four on Friday, and then oh. another four on Saturday. Wait, did you buy like supplies? Oh yeah. Oh wow, those I'm, are some long wicks. I'm, those those are so you and you have to trim the wick. Oh. Uh, after it cures, so you're a wick trimmer. I, I trim the wick oh. down to a fourth of an inch. There we go. And oh. this is me burning my trimmed wick. Huh. Do you uh, have anything for show and tell? I'm, I'm, they've got a cure for a while. Okay. I'm going to bring oh. it in for you. So oh, I can't wait. What's the scent? So I've got a couple different scents. Uh-huh. So right, that what you just saw there was a, a honey uh-huh. uh, blossom nectarine. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I like I also, a citrus. But I but I did a bourbon over the weekend, like a bourbon vanilla. Oh, okay. So and then you were you were uh, on single dad duty this week. Oh, I, my wife left me. She went down the <laughs> floor. Why? No, <laughs> this, this is just kind of a dry <laughs> run. We had, we had brunch on Sunday. Me and the oh, kids that's after, nice. after that's church. Sweet. All right. How about you? I feel like I failed show and tail. Show and tail. My Kansas is coming out. Show and tell. Uh, so I apologize because I didn't really take any pictures. Uh-huh. So this is all I can show you, but let me explain. 
Show us. So my husband feels like we need to teach the kids to give back, right? Oh, and nice. so they signed up for um, a local shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, they picked the place. And this morning, or this weekend, they got up early in the morning, and they went and they p- handed out food. And, I love um, that. nice. and I honestly can tell you, with just one service activity, they were changed by Mom, they kept asking us for the fruit and yeah. vegetables. Like, why is that? So then I explained, well, you know, that's more expensive. And yeah. so all of those oh. things. So if you ever have a moment with your kids on a random weekend, I think it's a good idea to... Yeah. Help them get out. That's great. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good weekend. Yeah. Eating by example. All right. A lot of folks were inside this weekend watching football. Yeah. Tell me out. about it. NFL playoffs down to four teams with two games remaining before the Super Bowl out in Vegas. And our very own Kaylee Hartong was on the sidelines for that Detroit game. She's back. She How flew, are you awake? Last night. I have no she, idea. Man, Teleported here essentially. Looked like Ford Field was rocking. It was such an incredible environment. Yeah, this is the recap of my weekend, guys. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were four. We've got the Chiefs, the Lions, the Ravens, and the 49ers advancing after an absolutely wild weekend. Three of the four matchups, they came down to the final moments, including what has become one of the great modern rivalries last night in frigid Buffalo. Heartbreak in Buffalo. Bills fans disappointed again, defeated by the defending Super Bowl champs. Chief star Travis Kelsey coming alive, scoring two touchdowns and showing some big love to his supporters in the stands, including superstar girlfriend Taylor Swift, who shared the excitement with Brittany Mahomes and the Kelsey family, and Travis's big brother Jason, who was in full fan mode all day, crashing a Bills tailgate party before kickoff and then stealing the show celebrating shirtless, jumping into the stands, and even helping a young Swifty get a glimpse of her idol. Kansas City advancing, winning a playoff game on the road for the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era. In Detroit, Ford Field was fired up for a wild back-and-forth battle between the Buccaneers and the Lions. During the fourth quarter, Jameer Gibbs helping Detroit clinch a spot in the conference championship. The Lions will take on the San Francisco 49ers, who survived a nail-biter of their own. After a missed field goal by the Packers, the Niners surging late in the pouring rain to send Green Bay packing. Back in the AFC, rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud and the Texans tried to keep their remarkable run alive. But Houston couldn't outrun Baltimore and the favorite for league MVP. Lamar Jackson keeping the Ravens soaring toward the Super Bowl, exploding for four touchdowns and 100 rushing yards. Salute to Jason Kelsey. I think he had as fun of a weekend as anybody. So next weekend in the AFC Championship, the early game, you've got the Chiefs taking on the Ravens. And then later, those Lions on this hot streak heading to the Bay Area against the 49ers. Wow. Yeah, I I don't watch a lot of football, but I watched a lot this week. I'm going to say, going out on a limb, there is no better broadcast team than Mike Tirico. And Chris Collins. I would, I would agree with you. I, would agree. I mean, hands down. I would You're agree. With you. Hands down. It, it was an absolute spirit. honor for me to get to meet And having Kaylee Hartung on the side. <laughs> there you go. Icing on the cake. It was very cool. Well, Those okay. guys are true. Well, thank you, Kaylee. Yeah, thank thanks, you, Kaylee. Kaylee. Well, if you spent your weekend indoors escaping the cold, maybe you're thinking about a spring break getaway. Well, guess what? We got some good news for deal seekers. The price of an airline ticket actually dropping. And here to tell us all about it, NBC's Emily Akedig. So, Em, what's, what's behind all this? You know, it feels good to have this break right spot at a time where we're talk- constantly talking about the high cost of living. So tickets this year, airfare is expected to drop by 16%, according to Kayak, for domestic travel. And that is uh, connected to a number of different variables. We're talking about cheaper jet fuel, so that influence prices. Uh, they're adding seat capacity, the airlines, and additional routes, so that increases competition. Now, I should note the cost for international travel 
they're expected to tick up slightly 10% unless you know where and when to book. We always talk Mm -hmm. about the shoulder season taking advantage of cheaper prices around then. Also, sometimes if you book just like a day or two differently, it can save you big bucks. Mm -hmm. And then Central America, Mexico prices there are expected to drop by 10%. So as someone who is still thawing out from Buffalo last week, I'm like, maybe that's my next stop. Well, I was going to ask you if you could give anybody watching at home some strategies to find that perfect airfare. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about this Goldilocks window and that typically, I know this is a bit of a range, but 21 days to 60 days out for domestic travel. It's a little bit more when you're talking about international. And then you want to use price tracking apps, think Skyscanner, Google Flights, Kayak, Hopper, and they will alert you when you're seeing those ticket prices drop. And then even once you book your flight, don't turn those alerts off because what you can do if you see a cheaper airfare pop up, Book it, and then you've got the travel credit for future use. If you travel a lot, that's, uh-huh. a, that's a good option. That's a good Great one. advice. Thanks, good Emily. Luck. Happy traveling. Thank yep. you, Emily. <laughs> All right, coming up, our friend Vicki Wynn is here this morning to tighten up our digital security, how we could be putting our information and passwords at risk, and she has some easy ways to fix and protect yourself. We'll be right back. with today's Consumer Confidential and the lesson this morning in digital security. We're going to walk you through the steps that we should all be taking to protect our information, our passwords, and more. And here to help us do that, NBC News Senior Consumer Investigative Correspondent, Vicki Wynn. Good morning. So let's, Good morning. Di- let's dig in, as Chanel likes to say. Let's <laughs> dig in. Best ways to keep our phones, our tablets, our computers safe. Okay, so first what we're talking about when it comes to your devices is you always want to have antivirus software on whatever it is. We're used to that with our work devices, but consider putting it onto your home device. You can pay for it in a a chunk a year at a time. Norton and McAfee are some of the most common ones. That'll just give you kind of an overall protective shield around your devices, right? But the key is you want to make sure that software is updated. And it's pesky, and we get those messages, and it'll be like, uh, if you plug in your phone tonight, we'll go ahead and update the software or the new operating system, and we never do it. So you have to listen to that. You can sign up for emails or you can just set your devices so that they do the automatic update. Whenever it says, do you want this? Just click the box and say, yes, I do, because it'll do it automatically for your phone, your tablets, and your uh, computers. And don't forget about your apps as well. Not only updating them protect you and and patch all those holes and bugs, sometimes apps are adding new features that make them more useful when you Mm -hmm. do the update. And the browsers, the most common ones for us, Windows, Apple OS is another browser, and of course, Chrome. Keep those updated. That is how you keep hackers from exploiting your software. What, what about, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say devices that you're trying to get rid of, perhaps. Like, let's say you're getting rid of a device, you want to make sure it's wiped clean. Yeah, this is a really good question. We're going to talk about how, why it's first important to back up all of your content mm-hmm. in, a, in a moment, but Make sure that all your files, your photos, anything that's important to you is backed up. Then you're going to go into the settings and go factory reset, whether it's Uh, a computer or a phone. But sometimes that factory reset on some Windows devices, that's not enough. So you want to use a disk utility, like a disk ban uh, program. They're free. You can find them online. And that will really wipe and take every piece of data off of that computer before you sell it. Remember as well to log out of your accounts, right? Like your Netflix, your Spotify, your bank account, extremely important to log out of those things. If you have a newer phone and it has a SIM card or an eSIM, for example, you need to remove your SIM card. And with the eSIM, I would recommend just go 
going, looking online and walking through the steps of how do I delete my eSIM? How do I reset my eSIM? It's amazing what you can find actually and videos that will walk you through the steps so you don't miss anything because people are selling their devices. It's a great way to get a discount and, you know, to get money back. You just don't want to be selling your personal data along with it. Speaking of personal data, a lot of times you'll go on these websites and a little pop-up will say uh, they may sell your 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 data to businesses. What does that all mean? Thank you, California, right? They passed a bunch of digital privacy laws in 2020 and about a dozen states followed suit saying, look, consumers, we need to have more access and control over our data that's online. The problem is it's really an onerous process. You've got to go online and fill out an application for every website and, you know, say exactly what you want. Do you want them to delete your data? Do you want them to delete your username? They don't make it easy to do. not. It's a whole messy forest. Yeah. Enter a new app called Permission Slip. It was created by Consumer Reports, the nonprofit. The app is free. It works on iPhones and Android phones. And here what you're doing is you are letting them be an authorized agent for you. They're representing Al Roker or Chanel or Craig. And they are going to the websites that you enter and saying, Please take my user information off, delete my data. Uh, Don't sell my data to third-party companies that I've never heard of. It's great. It's easy to use. It's fast. But you have to give the companies, by law, they they have 15 to 45 days to comply with this. But give it a try if you feel like you're getting inundated with spam. Is it free? It's free. Permission oh, wow. slip uh, is free. So it's very, very easy to use. So really quickly, we all have a zillion passwords. And I sometimes tell the computer to save it. So yes. that way, when you go to some of these sites, you don't have to keep reentering your password. If you're is doing that, that okay? it's okay if it's your computer at home, not the one at work, and not the one on a shared space in the library or something like that. But here's the thing. We talk all the time about having a strong password. What is a strong password? How many characters would you say constitutes a strong password? 12, 13. 12. You're right. Uh, Al, you're oh. so good. You, you, you always Wait. pass my pop quizzes, but 12. And it can't just be letters. You got to put symbols in there, so the annoying. special characters. <laughs> and then the other thing that a lot of people are using and is being required on some sites, which is good and getting us in the habit, is multi-factor or two-factor wow. authentication. So it's not enough to just put in your username and your password. You also have to go to an app like Duo Mobile and mm-hmm. get a pass key. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're doing it with a retina scan or a fingerprint or your face. That's the other way to verify. Yes, yes, it really is, Craig. And then, you know, whenever a website asks you to choose your security question. Right. Don't don't say, oh, my first school or the color of my first car. Those are things that are very easy for hackers to guess uh-huh. or that are available on public records about you. We probably uh-huh. could figure out where you went to school or your mother's maiden name. Yeah. So choose something very, very esoteric. And if you want to really be crazy, have a different a- actual answer. You just have to remember what it is. If it's oh, a trick, wow. trick question, oh, exactly. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Great tips. Great advice. Thank Love you, Vicky. Well, coming up next, we've got our colleague Antonia Hilton here to share an important little-known story that dates back more than a century about race and mental health in America. Third hour today, I'll be right back. We are back with a powerful and little-known story that dates back more than a century. It centers around Brownsville State, Crownsville State Hospital in Maryland, which opened back in 1911. It was one of America's last segregated mental asylums, housing only black patients for decades. And though it closed 20 years ago, stories and lessons about race and mental health are just now coming to light in a brand new book. It's called Madness, Race and Insanity in a Jim Crow Asylum. And it is written 
Very well written by our colleague, NBC News correspondent, Antonio Hilton. Antonio, so good. to oh, This book is terrific. It I mean, is. it really is Thank well you. researched and, and it, it brings you back to that spot. What, what was it about it, this, this story that, that spoke to you and, and made you decide, you know, I, I want to write a book about this? Well, Al, I think it first came from a place of longing. I grew up in a very big, tight-knit family. I'm one of seven kids. But the one topic that was always off-limits was mental health and mental well-being. Mm. That's because I come from a family that had a history of suffering with some of these issues. So so there was that shame and that stigma there. Mm. And so when I was a college student, I decided to study history, and I came across the story of Crownsville. And I just fell in love. I really became obsessed with it. Because I think at first it helped me feel less alone. Like there are other black families that have been through these trials and tribulations, right? But then I realized I think other people want to have this conversation mm-hmm. too. Every year it seems we destigmatize these discussions of mental illness just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And talk, I want this book to be part of that. Let's talk about Crownsville. I don't want to take for granted that people don't understand that this hospital, if you had a mental health issue and you were African-American, there's just nowhere to go. So yep. did they just put everybody in this one facility or what was it like there? It was the only place for decades in the state of Maryland, if you were black, where you could get any kind of mental health care. But the state underfunded the hospital purposely at first. And so Often mental health care meant just being left in a room or on a ward for decades in many cases. Mm. At one point, I tell the story of a patient who was picked up in Baltimore because police officers overheard him using a British accent and they thought that he was crazy. So they bring him to the asylum and a black female patient gets to know him and takes him on a walk outside and finds out that he actually is from London and had been a jockey. And had ended up in this asylum for no reason at all. How long was he there? For decades. Wow. wow. And then, the, for, you know, not to give away too much of the book, but forced labor and uh, the fact that they were required to build the institution where they would spend uh, so many decades in some cases, again, exhaustively research the book. What did your research uncover about the correlation between race and, and mental health? Well, they're deeply embedded and entangled with each other. And for many black families, the history of racism, of segregation, of struggle in this country is a major part of the development of depression, anxiety, substance abuse issues. And so what I argue in the book is that in order to solve these challenges, which not just black Americans face, we all face, we have to go back and understand why was our system created this way in the first place? Mm. We, we can't come up with solutions. Right. We can't imagine a better world mm. until we better understand our current one. And one of the amazing things about doing this work, it can be heartbreaking. It can yeah. be hard to face these stories. But when you know your history, mm. you feel a lot less alone yeah. because generation after generation, there have been people who have felt the same emotions that we have felt. They've yeah. gone through the yeah. same difficulties. And so as challenging as it was sometimes doing this work over the last 10 years, it also lifted me back up. Mm. You know, I, I had a family member that I, we had been told, a close family member, who we had been told that, uh, you know, they died from something else and found out that they had been alive for a long time. And it was in a mental institution wow. and then died later. For you, there's, this is, there's a personal component to this. That's right. So my family has a history of struggling with a number of mental challenges from depression to anxiety to schizophrenia. And actually for years while I've been writing this book, a living immediate family member of mine has been struggling with a mental health disorder. And that was really heartbreaking and dizzying at times. 
trying to save this loved one's life and working with all my siblings and my family members yeah. to support them and wrap our arms around them while also writing about people who were going through these things a hundred years ago. Oh, it's a great book. It oh, is. Congratulations. I think of all of the families who we never knew their names, mm-hmm. we didn't know their stories, perhaps their family members knew their names. You have given them life yeah. with what you've done. Thank and you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank so you. Good. Yeah. And in fact, again, the book is called Madness and it is out tomorrow. Congratulations. Congratulations. That was good. All right. After that discussion, it's a fitting morning to have our next guest here. Civil rights icon Ruby Bridges joins us in studio today to share how she is offering her wisdom to a whole new generation. The third hour of today. We'll be right back. We are back on this Motivational Monday with a civil rights icon. That's right. At just the age of six, activist, author, and speaker Ruby Bridges became the first black student to integrate an all-white elementary school in 1960s Louisiana. Well, now Ruby is providing inspiration and wisdom to young readers in her new book. It's called Dear Ruby, Hear Our Hearts. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It is such an honor to have you here. Just yeah, so you know, awesome. Thank and, you and Tony, our, one of our reporters was like, can I stay and just... You know, be in her area, in her in her orbit. Yes. Um, so, you know, we grew up a lot of us seeing that picture. A lot of people lived it. So tell us about what you're doing now. I know you've received so many beautiful letters over the years from kids who just wanted to pour their hearts out to you. Is that how this started? Well, it started because I've been traveling like 25 years visiting schools and talking to kids, uh, sharing my own story with them. And I started to get all this fan mail boxes and boxes that I had to take out a storage unit. And to what, they, what are they saying? And uh, well, a lot of the letters were, you know, asking about my own experience, what that was like at, you know, six years old. I think they put themselves in the shoes of this little girl that they saw on the Norman Rockwell painting. And uh, they wanted to know what that was like. But then some of the letters took a turn where they started sharing their stories with me. Mm. And that's how this book came to be. And I mm. thought, you know, they were so heart wrenching that I wanted us as adults and parents to actually hear their hearts as well. Mm. And, and you write a letter back to each student that's featured in this book. Yes. Why, why was that so important for you to do? Again, I wanted them to be heard and to know that they were being heard. As a matter of fact, I remember speaking to a group of kids and a little boy raised his hand and said, um, how does it feel to be heard? Mm. And I thought that's really powerful. Mm. And it made me think about the times that I grew up in, you know, pretty much you could not even be in the same room with adults if they were having grown up conversations. Sure, Al, you remember that too. Oh, yes, (laughs) ma'am. And, uh, but we wanted to be heard and that hasn't changed. And what's interesting, these letters cover not just racial inequality, but topics that touch today, like, like bullying. Uh, and these kids obviously feel this affinity with you that you've walked in their shoes as well. What, what do you say to these kids? You know, I want them to remain hopeful. You know, we talk about the fact that I saw what I saw during the civil rights movement and experienced the crowds outside screaming and yelling and trying to figure that all out. But at the end of the day, um, we went through that, all of us, and we are better for it. Yes. It was a struggle. Yes. But we are not where we used to be. And I want kids to understand that too, that, you know, not take this so seriously and get so discouraged that, you know, you will be better for it in the end. 
And so that's what I wanted to, you know, answer the letters and write back. Mm. You look at that picture. So many of us, like I said, either grew up with it. We learned about you and in, in, in history. Tell me what you remember about that day. Oh, my God. You know, I had already gone to school, so I thought I knew what to expect until that day. But living in a city like New Orleans and, you know, going through Mardi Gras every year, mm-hmm. I actually thought it was Mardi Gras that day. <gasps> well, because so it was the, the activity the crowds. They were screaming and yelling and throwing things. And my parents never explained to me what I was about to venture into. Oh. That it was because you were going into the school. Exactly. They probably couldn't even imagine. They couldn't even be. imagine. You know, and I think, you know, in hindsight, what protected me was the innocence of a child. Yes. You know, and and perhaps if we, you had known, it would have been so daunting. Oh, my God. I did, don't know how I would have felt about it all. You know, so that was the best thing that they could have done for me. And pretty much I, I hear the hearts of these kids in these mm-hmm. letters and I want them to feel the same way. Congratulations on order, by the way. Thank you. Word, word travel that you're going to be inducted into the oh. National Women's Hall of Fame. Can you believe that? In, in March. Wow. I can't that's, even believe it. That's a big deal. What was your reaction when you heard the news? Me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you. Yes. yes. And, and by the way, our, our, our stage manager, Chris, her daughter years ago wrote a, wrote a book report about you, that you have touched all these, these people. That must feel so good. It does feel good. I mean, we all, at the end of the day, want to feel like our, the work that we do has been meaningful and that we've made a difference. And I'm beginning to feel that way. Oh, that's terrific. As you should. Uh-huh. Thank you. Ruby, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Dear Ruby, here are hearts available now. And the third hour of today will be right back. All right, we're back with a Start Today workout on this Monday morning with some low-impact exercises that actually still work up a sweat. And here to help, celebrity trainer, workout instructor, fitness model, Kara Leota, co-founder of the KK Sweat Fitness Studio right here in New York City. Kara, good to see you. Good Thanks morning. You. Good morning. Thank you all for having me. Thank so you. Yes. All your and some of your students as well. Do I call you guys yeah. students? I don't yes. know what I call Students? Yes. Yeah, this is, okay. the, this is the KK squad. The KK Before we start these low-impact workouts here, it seems like it's having a moment. What is yeah. it about low-impact workouts that, that make them so popular? Of course. Well, it's very safe on your joints, and it's a sustainable workout over periods of time. So we'll do some strength training. That's what it is. But low-impact, really nice and easy on your joints, so you can really do this style of workout over long periods of time. And I can speak from personal experience because I've been doing it right. for a lot of years. Okay. okay. So the first yes. move is about just using body weight? Your own That's body correct. Weight? We're going to okay. start with body weight, okay. and then we're going to start to add just like light weights, simple okay. weights. Okay. What are you you ready? Are yes. you All right, let's get after it. So we're going to start on a plank today. Okay. So I'll show you here. We're gonna come down into oh, a nice classic forearm plank, <laughs> and then we'll get dress. down. Come on, yeah, come on down, oh, Chanel. Okay. So this is one of my favorite moves for strengthening your deep core muscles. We've got a nice little plug in of our shoulders here, and what we're gonna do is just a six-inch little baby lift and lower of our hips. Very small. Six inches up. Six inches down. Six inches up. So you're feeling that nice strength here in your deep, deep core. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to give you a little standing up moment? Sure. Okay, yeah, Al. I like that. I mean, why not? We could go hands behind the head. Okay. We could do a little tip side to side. Right and left. There you go. 
and then you're just working your obliques okay. if you need something that doesn't involve being on the floor. Oh, great. Are you feeling like a little, yeah, you know, a little core activation? A lot of us just assume that it's low impact. We're not going to sweat. We're not going to no. do anything. That's your right. You guys did great back there. Yes, you can come on out of that. All right, so this next one, we're going to okay. add some weights, okay? Yes, we're going to use one single weight. This is an amazing oh. exercise for strengthening okay. your back. Yeah, we'll just use one. Okay. So let's set it up together. Okay. I think you're going to be great at this one. Alrighty. Let's take our feet about hip width apart, and then we'll send our hips back nice, clean, open upper body, and it's a weight pass. So the palm faces up, we pass and open. Oh. Pass, and I'm going to show you from the side as well. So a little pass. Now, I'm going to come here and just get on in. Oh, oh. Come on in. So we want to really exactly open up to the upper body so you're strengthening the muscles in your back. Do? That's for your posture. All those nice muscles in your back. And then in the backs of the arms as well. And how okay. many of these should we do? Well, in, realistically, we hold this for about two minutes. Uh-huh. But we're not going to do that today. It's just a little sampling uh-huh. so that you get that time under tension. But today, do you feel a little yeah. a little something? Oh, yeah. Little something, do you guys something. feel a little something? Ideally, how how often a week? I would say about three times a week. Three times a week. Yeah. Karen, you've got another way to work out our arms? Oh, you better believe it. Okay, so we're going to use two weights for this one. So two weights. This is like such a classic. Okay. We'll take our our arms nice and wide, palms face down, soft bend in our knees. So just kind of like ground through your legs. These are little baby shoulder pulses. Heating up here through the tops of the shoulders. And I want you to take your arms a little tiny bit in front of your body oh. and just lengthen out your neck. Nice. So I'm coming in, Al. I'm coming Come in. in. I'm coming in. Coming so in. see if you can de-stress a little bit here. Uh, Beautiful. I feel much better. Oh, I love that so much. So it's just like these little teeny raises, lengthening it out. How are we feeling over there? This is good. And you can yeah. wiggle your elbows a little bit. Like you're just, yeah, it's just nice. Okay. Nice. And then we go from there. Okay. So you want to take it into yeah, our final? More? Yeah, we do have one, one okay. more. Okay. This is our compound move. So this okay. is like multi-joint, bigger move. This is going to be more of like get your heart rate up. Okay. I'll break it down nice and slowly for us. So we're going to do a little lateral lunge here, stepping with our right leg. It's only the right leg bends. Left leg stays nice and straight. And then we stand up. We pull back to a nice clean goal pose. Same thing on the other side. So we we'll go nice and slowly. Left leg. Then we hinge the hips. Ooh, we got a smile. Do you like this move? You know what? I feel like, hey, mom. Like, stretching. Okay, Okay, that's beautiful. And then we pull it back. Let's see if we can add a little touch of speed. What do you think, Craig? Let's try it. Okay, now we're getting it going. Okay, right leg bends. There it is. Pull back, nice clean goal post. Left leg bends. Pull it back. Let's get four and pull. Okay. Three, Craig. Look as ridiculous. No, you're no. looking good. We look great. Two more. Unbelievable. One more and uh, boom. That's today's I like your class. Yes. Yeah. I do too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank so, you all so much. Great work. Oh, don't good. forget, you can join in on the fun as well, folks. Uh, all you have to do is scan the QR code. Sign up for our newsletter. Join our Start Today community. We've got recipes. We've got workouts. We've got lots more. We didn't say box. Oh, all right. Look at that little box. Okay. Thank you guys for coming right. as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You, when we come back, we're going to dive into the most popular stories on Today.com, including star NFL brothers Travis and Jason Kelsey dropping a bombshell about their last name. Oh, this is good. This is going to be, uh, I, I'm mind blown. Yeah. Third hour of today, right back. It's big story. Later this week on the third hour of today, a parade of stars in Studio 1A. Leading it off, Kyle MacLachlan sharing his new project. Plus, Daisy Ridley on her new rom-com. And John Cena talks about his new action comedy. And hip-hop royalty, Rev Run, will stop by all this week on the third hour of today. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, we are back with This Is Today, where we spotlight the top trending and most popular stories on today.com. You can see more by scanning that QR code. Today, digital director. It's right uh, underneath you. That's that right there. Ooh. Uh, is he, Ariana Davis is here to tell us about what's buzzing online. And right off the bat, we all know Subway and the footlong, but it's not. we're not talking sandwiches this today. This is a different footlong, you guys. So Subway's been trying some new things recently. They debuted some new sandwiches in 2022. Last year, they stopped using pre-sliced meats. Right. And now they are bringing the new uh, sidekicks, they're calling them. They're basically Ooh. sweet versions of their footlongs. So they've got a 12-inch chocolate chip churro. churro. We've got a 12-inch churro. And then we've also got a 12-inch uh, Auntie Anne's pretzel. If Subway is getting churros, my kids are never going to leave. Like, churros are like their favorite oh, wow. thing. Well, our food reporter, Joe Lamore, loved all three of them. But I'm curious, you guys, as reviews. This is basically a classic Auntie Anne's pretzel, but like in 12-inch form. Oh, my God. It's delicious. That's then good. we've got a Cinnabon churro. Yeah, what I was going to say, what is this? And that's just a chocolate chip cookie, a 12 inch chocolate chip cookie. But it seems gooey in the middle. They're made to be basically snacks to go along with your Subway order or for like an afternoon yeah. snack in the Not middle for of the a day. Group. That's perfect. Yeah, or maybe by yourself and this wow. have to, to each their own. One bite at a time. All right, what's from? Well, I'm going to try the churro. They're all delicious. All right, from Subway. To the Kelsey's. Am I not saying the Kelsey's? Right? No one one has been. Apparently, we're all saying it it wrong. What is it? It is actually, according to their dad, Jason and Travis's dad, Ed Kelsey, it's actually Kels. That's the technical pronunciation. Kels? We've all been saying it wrong. It's just Kels. Now, for a really long time, everyone in their lives, including like their grandfather, people that they work with, everyone just automatically says Kelsey. So essentially, the Kelsey family has even just started calling themselves the Kelsey's. But technically speaking, it's pronounced Kels. I don't think it speaks volumes about the kind of guys they are. They, they just were just like, yeah, that they just let it go. We have a clip of their dad, Ed, explaining to us his All thinking right. about, about how to pronounce it. Should we go by Kels or Kelsey? Do whatever you want. I did. <laughs> that, that apple wow. didn't fall far from the tree. Do whatever you want. And I like that they all have beards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's fantastic. Things. But I'm going with Kelsey. I'm sorry. Let's let's talk about this video that's been going viral. Yes. I actually saw this one yesterday as well. Um, and it's a video. I guess we I guess we'll show it. We don't want to give away too much, do we? Yeah. So I think this we're going to show. Yes. Yeah, so essentially, this mom on TikTok she posted a video that her husband had people over the night before. What she woke up. Day. There was a dish, a, a sink full of dishes, mm-hmm. but he did leave a note next to it saying, "I got it." With yeah. a little arrow. So instead of just leaving the dishes and not that's doing them, he did at least leave a post it being like, "I didn't." get to it but i'm gonna get to it but as with everything on tiktok everyone's debating they're saying oh this is just the bare minimum why are we celebrating that he said he's gonna do the dishes and other people are saying good for him for at least leaving the note acknowledging listen this is a mess don't worry i'll circle back yeah he took accountability for it i think it's nice but i want to know who does the dishes in y'all's house well see my feeling is when you cook everybody else cleans up oh i like because you cook You know, Deborah's like, well, why aren't you helping? I said, I cook. I cook. Yeah, right. So when she cooks, I help clean up. That's a good rule. Which isn't that often, I guess. For us. No, she does it. She does it for oh, She just doesn't save. like to cook. Good save. Exactly. And for the record, Susan's husband, Matt, did do the, dish, the dishes after, really after the TikTok. For me, I think we'll all share in the duties. But if there's something you made that's like taxing to clean mm-hmm. or something stuck, like, don't leave that. Yeah. Like, I tell the kids, if you make a smoothie, like, don't just leave the yeah, smoothie exactly. in the blender because the yeah. smoothie, trying to clean that up that later, just, that's the worst. gets crusty. Exactly. Okay. So you do know, it as you go. Like we used to, when we were kids, we tried to convince my mom to get a dishwasher. She said, why should I? I got six of them right here. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Uh, Ariana, Ariana, there's this new trend, scruffy hospitality. Yes, What's that? Speaking of household chores, so there's this new kind of movement that started online, which is essentially, like, usually if you guys have people over, if mm-hmm. you're 
mm-hmm. hosting, you're going to scramble to clean up. If someone calls to say, hey, I'm coming by in 10 minutes, oh. you're going to sc- you're going to be like, I got to clean the bathroom. I got to get yeah. the dishes out of the sink. But this movement says, you know what? If you want authentic relationships with the people in your life, yeah. they should see your home authentically. You don't have to rush to clean up. Oh, Why don't we all just embrace like That's having family? The- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I having like the- that. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? Wait, scruffy hospitality. Does that mean I thought they were, you were going to give them a nice little clean your house. fancy thing in this picture? See this? Oh, no, no, it's going to be. It's a I little. That more- was your welcome. <laughs> Here, no, come help me it's clean. scruffy, meaning like if you go to someone's house, there may be kids' toys everywhere. There may be stuff around, and we're not supposed to judge. Yeah. If I do that, that means I love you and you're my family. There you go. I've been doing scruffy scruffy hospitality for years. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that was a thing. I like it. We're still notching on these things. Ariana, thank you so much. And for more of these stories and more, just go to today.com. Scan the QR code for the This Is Today newsletter. Third hour today, I'll be right back. Oh, it's always nice to start off the week with a cup of coffee from our coffee cup. Co- I love it. Oh, there's actual coffee, coffee in here. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. It is tasty. Tomorrow on the third hour of today, SNL star Marcelo Hernandez is live. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Grammy-winning rapper Common is live in studio. Love Common. Yeah. We'll see you right back here tomorrow, y'all. Have, Have a, a great good day. day.